Hello and welcome Success Secret Nation to this new episode of the Success Secret Podcast with your host Hussain Talib. The Success Secret Podcast aims to educate and inspire you to raise your standards in your business and your life. So I have with me here speakers and guests who share their stories about success and failure, share their tactics and strategies of how they started and built their businesses. So in this episode, I have with me Michelle Nedelec. She's an expert in entrepreneurialism and the founder of Awareness Strategies. She runs her own series of companies for over 22 years. And for over the past 15 years, she has been helping sales reps, entrepreneurs and executives to continually double their profits and revenues. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. Also, I would love to know you personally, Success Secret Nation. So if you would love to talk with me personally via Zoom call, just an introduction call to know where you are in your business and even your life, go to successsecret.net forward slash free call. So hopefully to see you there and get to know you more and better. See you then. Michelle, welcome to the grid. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome to see you here. So uh, you've been in business a long time. You had businesses for uh, years and you've been doing it over and over again. So tell us how your story started. Absolutely. So my entrepreneurial <laughs> venture started when I moved up to Inuvik in the Northwest Territories. And I started not one, but three businesses. So we started an electronics store. We started a bed and breakfast, and we started a uh, tanning salon. And I learned a lot about uh, marketing and messaging (laughs) because we got a lot of calls for the tanning salon, but not uh, to tan their wives, but to tan their hides. So if you know anything about (laughs) living in the North and survival, uh, they were very much still in that realm. And I was thinking, hey, it's winter, 10 months of the year. You should probably have a tan before you go travel down South. So in that, I learned a whole lot about business and uh, the adventures just started to accumulate. Uh, once upon a time, I got fired by my sister. So I realized that I wasn't a very good employee. <laughs> I just fired needed to run sister. my own business. Okay. You got fired by your sister. Okay, that's new. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> she's a very serious person, I guess. She, she does, not, does not allow complacency even if it's family, I guess. So, well, and it wasn't even complacency. It was, hey, we could do this better, faster, easier. And it's like, do it my way or the highway. And I was like, okay, <laughs> highway it is. <laughs> okay, good. So uh, let us go ahead and talk about marketing automation, business automation, and systems integration. So these kind of things are like in, in this day and age, in 2022, Big, big, big topics, and every company is now trying to make things, build these companies, and make things easier for business owners and entrepreneurs. We see AI going a lot, uh, a lot of websites or businesses doing AI, whether it's for writing or whatever image creation. So, how do you see these things? Are they going to help people? For example, writing. Do people need to have an AI integrated in their business or not? Well, and I, I think it helps having AI integrated in their business, especially at times. Some of it's better than others. I think the term is thrown around a lot when really all they mean is computer systems. <laughs> it's not true AI, uh, but that's an argument for a whole other day. I, I do think, though, that being able to automate parts of your business and being able to duplicate things, especially when you're having the same 
conversation over and over and over again. You do something three times, doing it a fourth time is likely a waste of your time. So you want to figure out a way to duplicate it, a way to delegate it, a way to somehow um, automate that part of your business so that you're using your people energy towards the creative things, towards having those unique conversations, towards having something where it gets to be creative, spontaneous, impulsive. That's what makes people fantastic, awesome, and amazing. And you want to be able to use those strengths. Whereas computers do the same thing over and over and over again, and they do it very well, very quickly. So why wouldn't you utilize that in your business, especially when it makes sense to? Mm, yeah, exactly. So speaking of people, because systems won't work generally in, until, unless you have inputs, I guess. So it's, systems don't work and, unless there's some kind of input. So what type of systems or things or automation should the business do? Especially, I, I guess there are some stages like people who are starting starting start up and maybe there is something someone who wants to grow their business. So what what the, what do you recommend? when people starting out and what do you recommend seeing people growing their business? Absolutely. So when people are starting out, they're going to be kind of throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's part of the startup phase of business, which is awesome. But once you start to see that something works, that's when you want to start duplicating it. The issue that a lot of people have is they get, when they're starting out and they start creating their systems, they think that this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be forever. And that's not necessarily true. Three months from now, you may decide to ditch that whole product line and start with something completely new because, you know, you're an entrepreneur and that's what you do. And if that's what your market is asking for and they're paying more for it, it becomes more profitable. It just makes sense to transition. And that's part of kind of keeping that in mind. Once, however, you have a system where you're doing it over and over again and it's working, the issue is that most entrepreneurs will get bored doing the same thing over and over again, whereas a computer never gets bored. They can do the same thing over again. And whether it's from startup or um, you know, you're at the exit point, you always want to um, automate certain things like your promotion sequences, uh, how you're promoting things, whether it's your ads and things like that. And even if you're writing new creatives and you're going, hey, that one, you know, mentions COVID, we're going to get rid of that one because we don't want to mention that anymore and we want to move on. Those kind of things are always going to happen. And, and you can still automate the process of creating the video, of, you know, uploading the video, of distributing the video. All of those kind of things should be automated because, you know, to figure out where that button is yet again for the 28th time is going to be a pain in the butt. So your your promotions, your obviously your confirmations, your reminders, your upsells, your downsells, that whole thread of thought should be automated as much as possible, especially once you know that it works. Then you can start to look at it and start to look for improvements in it. And if there gets to a breaking point of, okay, it works so well, and if we change anything on this, the conversions go down again, great, you've optimized that process and now you can move on to a different thing that requires your your creativity and your attention yeah so because you mentioned that there's a lot of things to automate in a business like you there's email marketing for example there is social posting a lot of social media supporting sites are coming into the scene to push more on the back end of things that i actually am using some of them 
But the uh, thing is that some of them are not really, uh, let's say, uh, I, think, I, I don't know, I see sometimes maybe social media platforms are not really, even they do support these kind of platforms, but the engagement is not there. So do you think automation is the solution for everyone? Like maybe manual manual posting, for example, and engaging with the people is better than this? Because when you automate, you start relying on automation and you don't engage anymore, right? It's possible. I think you want you want to have this balance. You want to figure out what is the purpose of all of this, right? And And when you're doing your social media posts, things like if you have, say, a Facebook group, And the whole intention of it is to be able to get people interacting and asking them about, say, their businesses and what they do and how they do it. You want to be able to be in there and having unique conversations with them because you're asking them to be unique and putting themselves in there. And it's really kind of rude and obnoxious to (laughs) send a computer in there to go and do that job. You can send people in there to go and do the jobs and, and they may be answering the same way you would answer those questions. And that's totally cool, but you're still person to person. And that allows them to be able to kind of have that uniqueness because sometimes what they've written and what the computer thinks the response is to that question isn't the actual response that they're looking for. So in cases like that, you still want that human element, right? Anytime you want connection from people, you want to have that human element. There are times when, say you're doing networking through LinkedIn, and you want to create some conversations with them. There's easy, there's ways of doing it that sound automated, and there's ways of doing it that sound <laughs> like you're creating a connection. And mm-hmm. if the first three things that you say to somebody is always the exact same thing, like, hey, how are you doing? I really liked your stuff. Uh, you know, Do you do guest appearances on podcasts? Right? You can automate that because there's not a whole lot of variation on that. But once they come back and they say, uh, yeah, I do, why do you ask? Okay, great. Now we can engage in this conversation and it'll go somewhere. The times you want to automate your business is when they don't really want you there either, right? If they want to read your emails at 10 o'clock at night, they don't really care that it's, you know, whether it's you or, you know, this is your swipe copy that you've given. Does it give the important information about what the course is coming up, when it is, you know, are all the details there? Great. Because humans tend to, if they have to rewrite that every time, will miss out some details and they'll forget. And <laughs> right, yeah. so they want the automated version of it. It's kind of like if you've ever been to a Facebook um, page and you say, "Hey," and they go, "Our hours of operation are this." That's the wrong way to do automation because it's it's in your face. It's obnoxious. Whereas if you said, "Hey, thanks for reaching out. What can we help you with?" And they go, hey, what are your hours of operation? And then you give them your hours of operation. That's automation that works because they're getting the answers that they need when they need it. It's when they don't get those answers that you want to start having the the human interactions with them. Because now business automation and marketing automation is now really easy to get through, to get in. Should the business owner like go go immediately to it? Like you mentioned, there are like AI writers but these also the AI writers are not really perfect. You have to, to to see them and to read the text, for example. It's not perfect also. Sometimes it it, it, it kind of write the same sentence twice or three times. So it just fills up space, kind of fills, filling up space. So how do you see these kind of things for business owners to actually use this one to build the business that drives 
the business in the right way, especially in, for example, like mentioned video. Uh, the, the thing is that I, for example, if I want to automate the video, I have to actually edit the video and then I can do a post on YouTube immediately or schedule it. But at the at, at beginning, I have to edit the video, like maybe I have to spend an hour at least or two hours to actually edit the video. So that needs some human intervention eventually or firstly. So how is that coming? Yeah. And, and when, again, when it comes to the creativity of people, when it comes to conversations, when it comes to nuances, I mean, everybody on the planet knows autocorrect is an automatic way of doing something, but it's almost never right. And, and we are, we are learning more and we are studying more, but when it comes to things like being able to, or having to manually transfer data from, you know, um, an email campaign to your accounting software, you don't want a human being in there because that's when the problems happen because your, your accuracy is down and those kind of systems, you absolutely want to automate so that your data integration remains clean. And to us, your company data is your most important asset and you want to have that that clean. If all you're trying to do is get jobs off your plate and do a social media posts, I kind of want to back up the bus and go, okay, what is the purpose of these social media posts? Why are you doing them? If the purpose is to send them to a course or a program, then fantastic, awesome. Are you selling them to that course or program or are you just putting stuff out there for the sake of putting stuff out there? That is tends to be a waste of time, effort, and money. But when it relates to something, again, if it's coming back to a phone call, a conversation, you want to review it over and over again, make sure that it's right, and then send it out. Because oftentimes people will go, oh yeah, this is the right conversation for for this moment. But they don't go back and listen to it and go, okay, if I didn't know you, how would this come across? If you're just sending me a random thing and I signed up for your stuff, but I totally forget who you are, does it still sound friendly and inviting or does it sound really abrupt and like, who the hell are you? <laughs> so you, you want, you would just want to test those things that should be, if they should be creative, you want to test them. If it's something like, Hey, your credit card's expired. You know, nobody cares that that's automated. In fact, they want that automated. They don't want to talk to you when their credit card's expired. They want to just be able to put in the right number, hit submit and <laughs> everything goes according to plan. So it's really looking at, the function of that task and whether or not it, it's appropriate. Or are you just getting sold into somebody said that this software was really cool and amazing and awesome and it's going to create your business life? Well, that's a good marketing sale. <laughs> and and I encourage people to ask way more questions before they put their money out there towards those things so that they understand if it aligns with their business and their business um, goals. Awesome. So So how do you personally in your business do that? Well, one, I give all of the software ideas to our tech department and go, hey, go look at this and see whether or not it does what it's supposed to do. So we are fortunate in that we can, uh, I find that oftentimes, especially with software, the marketing isn't necessarily what the tech is. Marketing will go, yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. It does everything. It'll even, you know, cook your coffee for you. And then IT will go back there and they'll go, well, it doesn't really cook your coffee for you. In fact, it doesn't even turn on. <laughs> like it's, it's, I don't know where that came from because that's not what this does at all. And and you want to be able to have somebody to go and, and be able to read those things, to be able to analyze, does it do that? And if you're not able to have those conversations to, to get somebody who does have some tech savvy 
to be able to have those conversations for you. Yeah. So now, do you help when you help businesses with in your business? How do you do that? What are the let's say your system in doing? Uh, what are you looking for to do for them from the beginning to the final step? Yep. So what we're looking to do is to help them to build their business. So we're not just looking at, hey, are you doing Facebook? Hey, are you doing this? We want to help them with their strategy for their entire, at least a year and go, okay, what is your goal for the end of the year? What do you have in place to be able to, do you have lunches? Do you have events? What are you, how are you bringing people into your business? How many would you like to have? And how many do you need to have in order to make your numbers hit? And, and then we structure out the plan of attack with them to be able to kind of get that business goal. Because to us, the reason we're doing this isn't just to make money in its business. There's easier ways to make money, trust me. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun to be able to help entrepreneurs, especially when they don't know what they don't know. They're not tech savvy. They don't have the experience in business that we can help put some wheels under the bus to help their platform move forward smoothly. So that's our goal. We want to be able to help them succeed and and to achieve their goals to make money and understanding if they make money, we're probably going to stick around a lot longer as well. So that's our goal in helping them to be able to create their their businesses long-term. So we talked about like there is like a gazillion marketing and business automation tools, for example, out there. How do we make sure that we are putting the right price or our money in the right place? Absolutely. So with all of our clients, we start with the strategy sessions and look at all of their tech and what they have, what do they want to achieve, and what technology is out there to be able to achieve that. And for the solopreneurs, the entrepreneurs, it's pretty easy. They tend to have limited resources and limited (laughs) demand for the software. We also have um, business technology assessments that we can use for the larger companies where we're actually looking at the actual software that they're using and does it function, does it integrate, all those sorts of things. And you're getting Brad's input on on that whole system. We are now uh, releasing our digital adoption roadmap. And that is looking at the bigger companies going through for like an entire month. This is your, you know, your $20 million companies and up and being able to really hone in on what are their operations and their systems and how does that all fit into place. And that's obviously the bigger businesses, the more complex their systems and and the more (laughs) fault points they have and the more opportunity they have to be able to create something that streamlines their business. Yeah. So we're talking about business automation and marketing automation. So is there a difference between the two or are they basically the same thing? Well, marketing automation is a division of business automation. So business automation is a bigger picture of if you have an accounting department, a a fulfillment department, a sales department, a marketing department, are they all integrated? Does their data all um, seamlessly flow within each other's systems? And, And what does that look like? The function of marketing automation is from lead capture to raving fan, what does that system look like? And does it integrate with the sales department so that everybody's speaking the same language? Mm, yeah. So what are the, the, the best tools that you are basically would use personally or you would work with your clients to use tools for, for example, when they are starting or for, let's say, at the beginning and if they are growing in the middle and let's say at the end when they want to exit? Are there different tools that you would use for that? 
recommended tools for it. Yeah. And all of our clients, whether they're starting up, brand spanking new, don't have a list, don't have you know social media presence, don't have anything in place. If their goal is to make you know forty, a hundred thousand dollars in their first year, we set them up on the systems right off the bat. So one is they need to have a WordPress site because WordPress allows them to be able to have their own email, their business email. It allows them to be able us to be able to kind of control the data within the website. We use a Thrive theme right now on top of that, just because it's an easy interface for people to go and change dates and pictures and all that kind of fun stuff. And then we use Infusionsoft or Keep Max Classic as the hub of the database because it's a robust system that keeps the the client's information as the number one priority for the business. And then we build out their systems from there. Obviously, with somebody that has more complex business, if they have, you know, their phone system needs to be integrated with the system where they have trucks and logistics that have to be integrated with those, that just kind of builds on, but that becomes the hub of the system. And when a company goes to exit, we want to make sure that they're automating as much as possible so that it's independent of who owns the company, that the profits can still be there. And whoever then takes it over can utilize it the way that they want to. If they're using it as a division of their huger conglomerate company, then obviously they can um, you know, put into place their systems to be able to use it that way. If it's somebody that just wants to take it and maximize their marketing and um, throw you know, Google ads at it in order to create more profits, they have the capacity to be able to do that too. So in your own business, along your 22 plus years of business, have you had some kind of an aha moment or something that you did? You thought, I hope I didn't do this. So do you have these kind of things that you? Absolutely. I wish I had got <laughs> more help faster, sooner. I have I tend to be a wee bit of a control freak and I tend to be a little bit of an egocentric in that I think my ideas are awesome and amazing. And when I'm stuck in a room by myself, I tend to think that this is the only way to solve the problem. And I have to force myself to go hang around awesome and amazing people and go, okay, this is what I'm doing. And they're like, really? That's what you do? Well, how about this? I'm like, ah, oh, that's genius. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> so yes, being able to surround myself with awesome and epic people sooner uh, definitely would have been a piece of advice I would share with everyone. Yeah. So because like you are cutting shortcuts because if you're going at it alone, you will probably go far without achieving any goal, right? Because having someone to actually experience whatever you wanted to do is with, with condensed time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what are the things that you would say that give you a boost in your business that you did that give you a boost in the business? The, the biggest thing that gave me a boost was bringing on staff and being able to delegate and get them doing things as quickly as possible, figuring out what they were good at and going, okay, you do it and let me know what you need <laughs> for me to make that happen. And, and that was a godsend. It was awesome. Also, so did you create some kind of, a, let's say, culture in, in your business? Because I, I believe this is kind of, could be important because people in general, when, they, when you ask them in any company or corporation that what is, let's say, the company's mission, they really don't know anything. They are just there to work their hours and that's it and get the paycheck at the, at the end of the month. So how do you work with the team 
together to, to achieve a certain goal. Nice. Well, our goal is always to be able to help our clients to achieve their goals. So when we put people in positions to say, okay, you're the project manager for this account, your job is to help them achieve their goals. Now, how you do that, you have a little liber- a bit of liberty with it. The one thing that we make sure that our clients aren't doing is kind of going creative, going rogue. So um, custom programming for software and, and stuff, we don't do at all because we want to make sure that if the client leaves us and they go to somebody else, that, that somebody else can then look at it and go, oh, okay, I got what's going on here and just take it and run. So our clients are our number one priority and we want to help a thousand entrepreneurs become millionaires. So, and all of our clients are focused, or all of our employees are focused on that. And internally, we're all focused on what somebody's um, specialty is. What do they love doing? So mm-hmm. we might give them 10 jobs and go, hey, out of these 10 jobs, which one are you having the most fun with? Which one do you want to get rid of? Which one do you want to be able to you know, teach somebody else how to do? Where are you going with it? So we have techies that are doing some video editing. We have techies that are, you know, playing with the websites. People will be able to dabble in and create challenges for themselves wherever they see fit so that they're having fun in their job and they know that they're growing, they're learning, and they're helping the entrepreneurs to build their businesses. That's awesome that you you work with your team and you delegate. It's like you cannot control everything because it's it's hard to work on everything. So you yourself, what is what is one thing, for example, you would say that you are not good at? <laughs> details. I hate details. Crossing T's and dotting I's is not my idea of a good time in any way, shape, or form. I will delegate that all day long. <laughs> That's good. So what would you advise entrepreneurs who are starting out? What are the things to focus on or the systems to use at the beginning of their journey? The, the biggest thing I find is to figure out what your clients want from you and what you say tends to get them the most excited and how they do that. And the more you can start to create some videos about that so that you have an onboarding process so that you have uh, you know, a way to communicate with your clients that they know, like, and trust. And then you can start to bring people in to your system that be able to... Um, to advocate along those lines and help you to be able to get those messages out. So do you recommend these entrepreneurs to not automate at all? Because at one time back in the day, I heard like you should do email marketing from your, for example, your Google account. So you make sure that it gets in the inbox, for example, or do you think that they should start with some tools to help with their business automation or marketing automation or some kind of assistance? It depends what they're doing. If somebody is going to say, I'm going to be a business coach and I just want to have 10 clients at 10,000 a year, I'm going to make a hundred grand. I'm good with that. Awesome. You don't need any automation. You need a cell phone and a merchant account, a way to take money. And that's all you need. And possibly some tickets to, you know, foreign countries. Like that's it. And if it depends on your lifestyle, then that becomes it. If on the other hand, you're uh, say a, a plumber, and you want to have five people working for you. You want to figure out what those systems are immediately before you're even hiring people to figure out how do you, what is it going to look like the day you open the door and you have those five trucks going out to their jobs. You need a lot of help being able to figure out how to integrate and set up the system. So it depends on what you want to create and why you want to create it. 
and understand that there's no right way to build a business. The right way to build a business is how you want it built. Oh, that, that's that's a great quote, actually. <laughs> I will take that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, how you want it to build. This is the right way to build the business is how you want it to be built. That's awesome. So what would you say uh, for, for our audience, one takeaway for this episode? One takeaway for this is I would say is if you are brave enough to venture into the entrepreneurial world, one, congratulations, fantastic. We salute you and we want you to be able to find all of the support that you need to know that you are absolutely on track and to keep up the good work. So, Michelle, where can people get in touch with you if they want to help their with their business in automation and marketing? Automation. Awesome. Marketing automation. <laughs> yeah. Go to awarenessstrategies.com and we have a ton of fun stuff there. We have uh, audits and surveys and quizzes and all sorts of things to be able to help you to understand where you're at in your business and what small key components will help you to, to grow your business faster. At the end of all of those, you'll have an opportunity to be able to connect with me And I'd happily love to be able to talk to you about your business. I love talking strategies, figuring out where you're at, what you might need. And if you take that information and just run with it, awesome. You can give it to your team. Awesome. If you want to look at potentially working with us, awesome. Uh, I have no strings attached. I'm just here to help you to grow your business. Mm, You're awesome. Uh, Well, thank you, Michelle, for being here today with me on this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. Thank you.